I'm back on Reddit with a part two of the Ask uh, Lesbian for Advice episode. I realize that this is a popular one. I can, I can tell. I can see the number. So I'm glad you've enjoyed it. I'm glad that this is somehow something that's interesting to you. And without further ado, here is the part two. Now for this one, um, we continue to give, you know, I continue to give advice to lesbians, but we also move to another feed, which is the relationship advice and just regular advice in general. So enjoy the episode. So 18 hours ago, 18 hours ago, Bluebird asks me, 24 female, feeling miserable, lonely, and lost in my current relationship with my partner. Cheers to everyone. I'm having a glass of rosé wine, a little sparkling wine here because it's available and I can, and it's actually really good. Cheers. So me, 24, um, female, feeling miserable, lonely, and lost in my current relationship with my partner. I don't even know where to begin. I think mostly I need to vent as I have no friends to vent to anymore. And God forbid I vent or ask for advice from anyone, from someone my partner knows. Anyways, three years together, moved in two months in. Okay, everything was fantastic in the beginning and I'm pissed I didn't leave before we got fucking cats. I thought they'd fixed it all. Though, thought they'd fixed it at all. I'm fucking miserable right now. I can't breathe. I have no more friends. I'm lost. I'm stuck. Anytime I want to even go to my parents' house without my partner, it's guilt trip. Anytime I want to hang out with a friend without my partner, it's guilt trip. They're either feeling super anxious, sick that day and need me, or they don't understand why they can't come with us. Every time I use my phone, my partner is constantly looking over my shoulder, so I barely use it anymore. I take naps to avoid my partner, and because I'm so depressed, I don't even want to stay up and do anything. We go to barber school together. Ooh, let me have a sip. My gosh, I wasn't expecting all this. Um... We go to barber school together, live together, and have cats together. We got the cats. We got it. My biggest concern is our two cats who have grown super codependent on the both of us and each other. What the hell do I do? I love them both, but so does my partner. And ripping the cats away from my partner or even separating them is something I physically cannot do. One of them is also my partner's emotional support cat, so obviously. My partner's insecurities have become my problem. Every time I say anything to anyone without my partner around, or even if they are around, I'm flirting. At barber school, I try to make friends with the guys by being normal. I'm flirting. Then we get into full-blown arguments. I'm avoiding attachment style. My partner is BPD anxious attachment style to the max. I have tried calm. I have tried nice. I have tried begging. I have tried mean. I have tried it all. My partner just goes, I know, I know I need to stop. I'm so sorry. 
goes on a whole thing, will bring up our arguments and money problems in front of people and it's just so awkward. Perhaps things they're perhaps partner thinks they're being slick when they make faces at me and try to tell me things in front of people but everyone knows when we're arguing we don't even have sex anymore they want to i don't i use the vibrator instead i like i like mentally cannot do it especially when they've cheated on me twice my gosh before and project and project so much of this anyways there's so much to do there's so much to it and i don't want to bore you with the details but it is mentally impossible and, and it is hard i don't even know what to do i think you do know what to do bluebird i think that you know it's this relationship doesn't seem to really be helping you in any way my gosh i i'm like you know it, i'm i'm happy i took the time to read it because you know it's not in vain that you wrote all this stuff and i'm sure you know as you mentioned this was mostly venting but you know it's like listen i can feel your desperation through your message I can feel the desperation through your message and I think that, you know, ultimately you know that this relationship is not bringing the best of you and to simply put it, you know, this way, it's kind of like it's not working out or it's not working out right now. Now, if your main concerns are the cat, I think that this can be easily, um, like you can find a solution for that. Like, I don't think it's really, I understand that, you know, cats have grown to be codependent on you and her, but listen, the cats will survive your breakup. I think that you need to focus on yourself. You need to focus on, you know, improving the quality of your life and making sure that, you know, because you deserve to be happy. And the way that you're, you're, you're expressing yourself through this message is like, please, you need to really focus on you. And it seems like this relationship is requiring too much energy that you just don't have at this point. You said it yourself, you're mentally exhausted, you're mentally drained from the situation. Um, you know, you're you're expressing yourself. It's like you say you, you you're lost and you're stuck. You're not lost and you're not stuck, you know. All these feelings that you're feeling, they are valid. Whether, you know, whether your attachment style is one way or another, it's not that you're not valid, like everything that you are feeling comes from a real reason that is absolutely, you know, valid and important. And I think you just have to think about yourself at this point, the way you're, you're describing this message, like, and I'm going to not going to like give you more that much more, you know, I can't give you more. I can't be more clear than that in the sense where you don't feel supported, you feel lost, you don't feel validated by this person. Uh, you know, you feel like you cannot have the space to be yourself. You, you know, this person's at your neck 24 seven. Um, I feel you like, that's not what a healthy relationship sounds like to me. So I don't think that this one is really that complicated to figure out. Like, I think that I just think that you, yeah, you're not happy. Someone said, replied, jellyfish replied, bro, you do not sound happy. You need to break up and <laughs> let her keep the cats. I know it's hard, but as you said, it's hard to separate them. And one of them is her emotional support cat. That's the only thing I see being an issue here. Yeah, 
talk to her and be stern, have an exit plan, start looking at new places or roommates since it sounds like you may not be able to afford the, the move and you're on your own place. Exactly. That's pretty much what I believe as well, um, Bluebird. The message is clear here. It's not a relationship where, like, I don't understand why you would be in a relationship when you can be alone and happy. So, yeah. Let's move on to the other post. So, it says dating app convos. This is a, a post from one day ago by Straw, Straw Melon Waterberry. Dating app convos. I'm embarrassed posting this, but I'm really struggling with making conversation on dating apps. I will match with someone and they seem nice. We'll message back and forth a couple of times, but it always feels like I'm the one trying to make conversation. I'll ask questions and try to get to know them, but nobody seems to ask questions back. I don't mind talking about the other person, but shouldn't they want to get to know me too? Is this, <laughs> is this normal? Am I doing something wrong? Is this basically everyone I try? It is basically everyone I try talking to. Wondering if I'm missing out on some social cues here. I don't think it's the question, the questions or my responses to their answers because they always reply. But I get tired of feeling like I'm interviewing someone. Sometimes there's only so much I can respond back to without changing the conversation. I 100% feel you on this, straw melon. Um, I think that I would literally just tend to think that this is just the experience for everyone and that people are literally, I don't know what's going on in other people's DMs. Like, I feel you. Every time I've downloaded an app or started talking to someone, um, yeah, it does feel like an interview process and it's not, it doesn't really feel genuine or sincere because you know, you're asking questions and you're getting to know the person, but there's so much you can get to know, like over text. And um, also the fact that it is a stranger, like there is something comforting about knowing that you can go back and forth with this person and exchange, you know, get to know them on like through text messages, but that's never going to equate the, the experience of if you were to see them in person. Or, you know, so there's always kind of that thought behind in the back because it's good to, you know, text back and forth. But ultimately you want, if you really want to meet people and in real life, you know, because I'll be honest, some people just, they just go on these apps just to chit chat, just to talk, just to promote their business, just to make connections or network or whatever. Like, yeah, some people go on these apps just to kind of, you know, have their experiences but, you know, I find that, unfortunately for me, like, I want to agree with you that, yeah, it, it it's not, it does seem like we're doing something wrong, but also it has been my experience. So, um, you know, is it basically, it's basically everyone I try talking to. Yeah, I think that that is the experience that you can have when you're on a dating app. Um, ultimately, I think that if you're serious about meeting anyone, um, you should consider people who are willing to actually see you in real life. Um, but yeah, the experience on dating app apps and conversations are very underwhelming. It's very much like, what is your sign? 
Okay, what do you like? Are you an introvert and extrovert? Okay, what type of work do you do? What do you like to do for fun on weekends? What do you like to do for... It's like, it's fine to ask these questions, but ultimately it's not going to change anything if, you know, you meet this person in real life and there's no vibe, you know? And that's an if, because there's so many people who just have these conversations and these relationships over text messages that actually never result in them seeing one another. And it's like, that's fine. Like, I'm not here to negate these relationships. Like, sometimes I think about, you know, when people were at war or for fighting at war. And, you know, back then before the, te the technology we have today, like they used to send to send letters to 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 communicate like written hand written letters to their the people that you know their wives or whatever and romance would create like they would literally have to wait for another letter back like another so i'm not here to say that there's you know the relationship or that relationships cannot grow over text messages or you know in a written form but i think it's never going to be the same um it doesn't have the same weight as you know, your interaction with someone in person. So that's the tricky part about dating apps. And yes, it does like subjects like do go around. Uh, it's not really stimulating. Like I a thousand percent feel you like it's awkward. And like, I don't have any dating apps at this point because yeah, it, it's always also like the same people, like depending on like if you move or if you stay in the same area, it's usually always like the same people and the same faces that you've like already seen. So yeah, it's kind of a bit um, awkward in that sense, but you're not alone. And yeah, that's why I don't have any dating apps because what is the point? What is the result? You know, even if you want to have conversations and, you know, and to like stimulate your mind with someone who knows if you're going to actually see that person or if you're if you're actually going to even get a chance to meet someone like that because the matches sometimes you match with someone and the conversations doesn't flow so i feel really you know what i feel about like dating apps like it's like there's something not genuine about it like what are we actually swiping for the picture the what like the quotes the aesthetics like what are we really swiping right for it almost feels like like it almost feels like i'm like you're shopping and i not in a good way yeah so that's what i think about um about what you had to say so Okay, so you lawfully tired wrote, should I, female 20, let my friend, male 20, pay for our upcoming trip? Okay, it says, I'm about, um, I'm about two weeks, in, in about two weeks, my friend and I have an upcoming educational conference to go to. We are both geology majors and it's a conference for minorities in the earth sciences. It is at a school we are both looking for at for we are both looking for at for grad school as well. So I really wanted us to be able to go. It is for a whole weekend, so we need to secure a place to stay. 
I doubt it was for the conference, but prices for rooms for the weekend were very expensive, even just for one bed. It was around $350 altogether for a bed and a couch to sleep on. It says there is space for three guests, but that would involve someone sleeping with me, which I wanted to avoid if possible. I'm autistic and I don't really like to and I don't really like touch, so that's why not because I don't want to share the bed love. Recently my friend who was coming on my trip on my trip helped me through helped me through a really awful sickness I got. I believe it was food poisoning, but he was there with me every step of the way. He had a similar experience alcohol poisoning in the past and it helped and I helped him so he said it was not a big deal it was no big deal but it is still but it still meant, meant a lot for me i told him as thanks i wanted to pay for the room for the for the whole trip i have a habit of saying things and not really thinking them through so he was really unsure i said i was positive until i realized how expensive it would be mm. He could tell I was nervous, but I stuck to my promise and paid for it all. I now have maybe $100 in my bank account after the fact, which makes me nervous as I need as I still need food for the trip as well as as most of my clothes are getting old and I need to get some new things soon. This is where it gets complicated. My friend said we should invite a mutual buddy of ours on the trip, but have him pay some sort of cost of the stay so it wasn't as hard on me, or to at least let both of them pay a fraction of the cost. I still said I felt uncomfortable doing that. I don't like letting people help me out, so it just makes me feel bad. Plus, they would pay to either sleep on a couch or, in my friend's case, sleep in a bed with me or on the floor, not forcing him if he prefers to sleep on the floor, that's just how he is. Should I let them pay for some of the cost or should I pay for it by myself like I wanted? Well, you're still gonna end up paying no matter what. So it's not like you're going against your promise. You said that you would pay for the room. Um, now you're realizing it's a bit more expensive than anticipated, so that factor is not something that was within your control when you made the promise to pay for the room. You know what I'm saying? What's your name again? Again, lawfully tired. So, you know, should I let my friend pay? Whenever it, the reason why you're going there is for an educational conference that you all want to attend to, you know, as far as I'm understanding the situation. My, the simple answer to your questions is yes. You should let them pay for the room because, you know, it's, I understand that perhaps, you know, you like to maybe pay for things or, you know, uh, I understand that the reason why you agreed to pay was to, to thank him, you know, for the gesture, for the fact that he was there for you when you needed him, when you had, when you went through, you know, your food poisoning or that experience that you went through. So and I feel that you are grateful. You're very, very grateful for him. 
And that's great. And I think that he knows that if this is something you've expressed to him and you've told him like, you know, I was, I was really, I'm really grateful that you were there for me when I wasn't feeling well. Like it really means a lot to me. And I can assure you if this is something you've expressed to him, he knows that. And just the thought of, you know, this is already something to, I'm sure he didn't help you because he was expecting, expecting anything in return. He helped you because he wanted to help you and because he could, and he did that. So I understand, you know, why you feel like you really want to, um, communicate that to him, um, that you are grateful that he was there for you, but this is sort of like more on a friendship personal level, something that he was there for you as a friend at that time. Now, when we're talking about the trip, you know, that's a completely other, that's a complete other context there. You know, you're going there for the purpose of something educational, and it's not like you're gifting him. This is all something you and, and him agreed to go together for this educational conference. And, you know, you offer to pay and uh, that's fine. But I think that it's not it's not fair to you that it ends up being more expensive and that you have to cover all the costs. You know, I understand that it makes you feel uncomfortable to receive help, but you have to understand you're you're not receiving help. You're simply, you're simply you know, finding solutions for this unexpected thing that happened where when you realize it was more expensive and you, you know, it's completely fair. Like, I think it's already so generous that you offered to pay. Like, to be completely fair with you, if I'm going on a trip with people, I'm going to need everybody to pay the same amount because, like, what? No. Like, I don't, my dollar is not, like, more valuable than anyone's dollar. Like, you know, we all work very hard for the money we have. Um... I'm not going to take charge of everyone's, you know, even if I can, it's just a matter of being fair to everyone, including yourself. You know, if you're stressed out because now you have $100, no, wouldn't it be better if it would be actually more fair for everyone? And I understand that you offered, but there's a way of explaining that to him just to be like, look, um, I looked at, you know, the places to stay and it, it ended up being so, you know, much more expensive. And it seems like your friend is already, it seems like they they're, they are open to the idea of paying some money or helping you out. Um, but don't see it as, you know, you going back on your promise to pay for everything, okay? When you are facing something that is out of your control, the, the, it's, it's expensive. It's fucking expensive, you know, when to travel and things these days, like, and look, you're not, no one's a millionaire. You're both, you know, I think it would be fair for everyone if, yeah, they, they did pay for, for, for whatever they're consuming. If, you know, they're, they're going to charge, you know, if it was an expense, if, if, if it was expensive for the room, like make sure to charge them the cost of a night, you know, it should be the, in my opinion, it should be the same for everyone. Now, if you feel like paying a little bit more, like a percentage more than everybody else, that's your prerogative. But, you know, you, I'm sure that whether like the fact that he would end up paying for the room has nothing to do with how he knows that you appreciate that he was there for you. You know, like it's two completely separate, um, separate things. That's what I think. Um. 
Someone replied asking for or accepting help is nothing to be ashamed of. This is a friend who sounds like he wants nothing in return and only wants to pay his fair share. Accept and thank him for the offerings as long as you feel safe in a room with both of them. Exactly. You know, that part about you wanting to make sure that like you would ideally not want to sleep with someone in your, in your bed, that's completely fair. And this is something you should honor. You know, there's a way to do everything at a level where you feel comfortable. There's always a way to do that. And any experience that you go through, anything you go through in life, there's a way to do it um, while respecting yourself and your boundaries. And if you don't want to be in a bed with a buddy of yours or whatever, because I can completely understand, like, like me, I don't really, you know, this would be a big deal to me too, if I'm completely on, honest with you. Like, I don't want to share a bed with someone that I don't really know, or, you know, I'm particular about these things as well. So I feel you on that, but like, don't make compromises and disrespect your boundaries and what makes you feel safe and good within your, your space and yourself because, you know, you want to honor something that is completely, um, like unrelated to the, like anything, like the fact that not that it's not related to anything, but it's like, yeah, you showed him your appreciation for, you know, the fact that he was there for you. That is good enough. That's perfect. You thanked him. He did something. You didn't force him to be there for you. He did it on his own. And as this person said, you know, this friend sounds like someone who wants nothing in return. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So don't have these apprehensions or don't think that, you know, you know, you accepting some help, you know, that they're willing to offer already that it's going to change the way that he sees you or anything like that, you know, and honor your boundaries and what makes you feel comfortable. If you don't feel comfortable with maybe his friend being there or the third person being there, anything like that, that's also fair, you know. Um, someone said, replied, I'd suggest both. All of you chip in for the room more or less equally. Yeah, I agree. If your friend is still willing to do this, I think it's fine to accept. Covering a big expense yourself really isn't necessary. If you want to thank him, you can offer to cover something smaller, dinner or snacks. Also, if your third friend does come along, you can ask the hotel for a rollaway cot. Yeah. So there are your answers. Hopefully this was helpful. I'm looking for the app. I have to like switch back and forth and I keep, okay. Um, seven days ago, someone called songwriting improver posted. Do you think it's a red flag if someone's in their twenties and hasn't been in a relationship? Talking about myself, LOL. Uh, this is, this is a really long one. This is a really long one. Okay, so trigger warning, homophobia, SA. Um, I'm triggered by this one. I'm not going to read it, okay? <laughs> All right, seven days ago, um, Redhead Links posted telling if somebody is bi. Hi there, new here. Just got out of a long, straight relationship 
and wanted to test out the side of me that is attracted to girls. I'm really attracted to a girl I recently made friends with who I play football with, but she's very Christian and I've only ever heard her talk about men, but all of my friends are convinced she's bi. Like their gaydars are all going off super hard, which I thought I felt too. What is a good way to ask somebody if they're both, if they swing both ways without making them uncomfortable? Uh, I think that you don't have to figure this out for her. I think that if you are interested, um, you should just go and talk to her and actually try to get to know her on that level. Like anybody else that you just meet and that you actually don't know in real life. Um, a good way to start is just to go and have conversation with her and try to get to know her and see if maybe you can spend some time with her. You know, how does it feel like when you guys are hanging out together? Um, do you, you know, are you still crushing? Is there chemistry? And have these discussions, you know, have these, I'm sure that, you know, you'll, you'll find the opportunity to talk about your relationships or, you know, your sexual preferences. I'm sure it'll come up in the conversations if you actually talk to her. Um, I think that there's no other way but to take a risk. You know, it's not because it's whether you're going to have like whether you're going to be with her or not is not going to depend on whether she likes girls or not. It's going to depend on whether she likes you or not or whether you both like each other or not. But I don't think it's up to you or, you know, anybody to try to dissect like what is her sexual preference or anything like that. I think that those are pretty like intimate journeys that people go through individually for themselves. And who knows, you know, there's there's some people that that you know, you don't know what her journey is like. So um I understand you got out of a long straight relationship or whatever, um, and you're curious, you know, if you're actually curious, go in and talk to her. And if you're into her, see, you know, how does it feel like, as I said, when you spend time with her. Um, some, someone said, come out to her. Someone replied, come out to her. I am out to everyone. I usually, usually when I come out to people, they will come out back. I don't think there's a non-awkward way to ask a crush if they're gay. It's going to be pretty obvious that you are interested in her. Also keep in mind that she may not be queer or she may not realize it yet. Yeah. Very Christian and only talks about men doesn't scream out and proud. Be careful that your attraction doesn't make you push her into something she isn't ready for. Exactly. Like her journey is not something that, you know, anybody else can judge but her but herself. Um not sure if, you know, being Christian has anything to do with um her being her being bi or not or into girls or not, but it's really up to like nobody to really discuss other than other than her. You as, you know, your truth, if you know that you're into her, like, as I said, shoot your shot, give it a try, take the risk, take take the leap of faith, and I'm sure you'll end up with um your answer some way, somehow. I think that the best way to approach a situation is really just to be direct, to show her that you are into her and that, you know, to go from there. So seven days ago, someone called Jennifer said, calling her daddy. 
I would ask to call any girlfriend, boyfriend, or non-binary daddy. Because for me, daddy doesn't have a gender attached in the way mommy does. I just love the term and the feeling it gives me. Calling someone daddy to me is like the term baby. It's just a term of endearment without and gen without engendered meaning to me. However, I understand the term is traditionally associated with males. With any cisgender girlfriend, I'd ask her to call that I'd ask to call her daddy. But what about trends? Men to men to female, male to female girls. I'd worry it would seem insensitive to ask call her daddy. But I love the term and I don't want to treat them any differently. Okay. I just don't want I just don't want to make them feel invalidated or uncomfortable. I'm not currently dating a trans girl, but I may at some point. Any suggestions on how I could approach this or if I shouldn't edit? I don't know if what I I don't know what I did for y'all to downvote my comments this much. So if anyone would be so kind to explain what I said, then I'd really appreciate it. Okay, girl. I'm going to tell you the thing. It's like the fact that you're actually asking the question, like trans women are women. So if you call every woman daddy, why would it be any different for a trans, for a trans girl? I think to me, that's the initial kind of thing that I thought as I was reading your message. Um, you're like, but what about trends? Like male to female girls like you're talking about like hypothetically like oh if you were to like you know be with a woman or and she's trans like would you call her daddy like first of all i don't i don't know why it would change i think that maybe this is a, a conversation maybe you should have with your partner but it seems like you don't even have a partner yet you're just kind of hypothetically putting yourself in a situation of you being with a trans woman for me, like, listen, it's not just for me, it's trans women are women. So the way you act with women, like it shouldn't change because it's a trans woman. It's a trans woman. Um, so I don't know, that's just, someone replied, I can even make butch women like me who used to constantly be misgendered, feel inval invalidated as women. Someone else said, yeah, personally, that would make me feel extremely uncomfortable. Okay, thank you. Thanks for just saying that politely. Have a good day. Doesn't do it for me, but to each your own. Yeah, to each your own. Me, I wouldn't be offended, to be honest with you, if you anybody would call me daddy. Like, um, I kind of see it a bit like as the same way as you. Like, it's not really gendered, but it is gendered. Um, yeah, I think it's something you would have to maybe discuss with your partner. Um, I'm not a trans woman. I don't know how I would feel as a trans woman to be called daddy, but me as myself, I, you know, I, it's not something I would mind. Um, I kind of see it almost like the same way as you, you know, as you, as you called it, um, you know, you said you described it as, as not a, um, what did you say? I would call my girl, um, a term of, en of endearment without gendered meaning i see it the same way as you but you know i can understand that not everybody feels this way and it seems like in the comments as well someone said the term gives me the ache my dad's face immediately pops into my mind you really want your partner to think of their dad every time they call them daddy see that's not how i really see it okay so someone said i am a trans woman and if somebody call and if somebody 
Okay, I am a trans woman, and if somebody asks me this, I just say no. I don't want to be called that and move on. I personally wouldn't feel hurt or insulted, but I have a really thick skin, and I know a lot of other trans women that would feel hurt by asking that. So you're also the first person I ever heard that thinks daddy isn't a gender term. Okay. No, daddy is a gender term, but the intention, like... Sometimes I call men girl. You know what I mean? Sometimes I call, I'll call literal like cis, straight, hetero men girl just because it's like in my vocabulary, like girl, no. Like, you know, girl. Like I literally call anybody girl. So I kind of see daddy the same way. But um, yeah, maybe I'm realizing that we are a minority to think that. Interesting. Um, yeah, it depends on, on, on people. It depends. It's like a case on case to case situation. Um, but it's interesting. I guess I'll be more careful if, if, you know, if ever I call anybody daddy now, cause I understand that most people kind of see it as gendered. Interesting. Okay. So let's do a bit more i took a little break um i'm currently watching the series called beef on netflix it's pretty good i recommend it i'm not done yet but um, it is pretty good so let's see what the girls are asking um Where were we? Casual sex. Hi, lesbos. Well, I am really clueless on how to approach women just with the intention to have casual sex. Like gays have grinder, which is so easy. They know they are there for that. But we lesbians don't have an exclusive app other than Tinder to do this. And I feel like Tinder is is still much up to romance. What do I do? I feel like coming through girls asking if they want to have sex right away is too much. Haha. <laughs> well, is it what you want? And this person is called um, Bubble. Bubble. If if casual sex is what you want, like there's no shame in admitting it and saying it out loud or putting it on your profile or you know, making it clear, basically. Um, you're just going to save everyone time, pretty much. Um, I mean, I personally use or have used an app, uh, you know, different various apps. I have used Tinder. I have used this app called Her. I have used this app called Tiny. Um, and I mean, from what I can remember, you can actually state it. Like it's if you know the, the type of relationship that you want there's a there's a space where you should be able to indicate the type of relationship you want whether it's just chatting just meeting people or sex or a relationship or whatever so usually i would think in 2023 um you know you would be able to maybe just insert that information somewhere in your bio if this is something that you want there's a way to you know, express that um, without without coming off weird. Like you're you're not coming off weird. 
you are on a dating app, whether it's Tinder or any other dating app, it's not about the dating app. It's about you, first of all, committing to what you actually are looking for. You know, throughout your posts, you're like, oh, I feel, you're like, I feel Tinder is, is I feel like coming through girls asking if they want to have sex right away is too much. Why would it be too much if this is actually what you want? You know, I don't think that you should feel um, ashamed for wanting sex. Like, this is what these, this is why these apps um, are there in order to facilitate that, in order for you um, to make it easy to meet people. Um, so whether you want sex or a relationship or casual chit and chat, I don't see what the big deal is with just putting in your bio or inserting it in your profile somewhere that you are looking for casual encounters. If you put it as that, you know, casual encounters, people will know, the girls will know right away what you're looking for. Um, it won't be hard to figure out that you're talking, you're referring sex. Like, obviously, if you put casual encounter or looking for sex or looking for physical connections or something like that, it's pretty clear. Um, someone replied, I go to lesbian parties or bars, dance, kiss, turn, turn them on, go have sex. Yeah then they can either become, yeah, that's a technique. I mean, if you actually have lesbian parties and bars to go to, for sure, it's going to be easier to meet people and have sex with them if, you know, you are seeing them, like, if you're having, if you're enjoying a party together or at a bar together or somewhere like that, for sure. Um, so that's that. I want to search Reddit and see if there's an R advice, just a general one, because you know I've been I've been um, answering, I've been replying posts, um, you know about specific like lesbians specifically, but let's see what the rest of the world is up to and asking on our Reddit advice. Okay. So posted by, their name is Setting Time. That was 17 hours ago. I am four feet 10 and fully grown adult and hate it. So I am 18 and four feet and four feet 10. And it actually sucks so badly being this short as a male. I am towered by everyone at school, work, and even in public. Even girls are way taller than me. I used to get teased on for being short in school and sometimes I still do. I'm in my final year of high school and it's depressing being this short. I wanna address this comment in order to prevent a future incel um, to, you know, to, I, I don't want this, piece, this person to become an incel, but it kind of looks like it's looking like that. Look, at the end of the day, you have to love yourself for who you are and the way you are. And it's not about the height. Like, I understand, you know, there's something about it that, like, it does make me uncomfortable when I hear people mention, you know, things like, you know, make comments about guys whenever they're short or short men or they don't like short men or they want someone that's about, like, six feet tall or a minimum of, like, whatever. 
it, it is kind of ridiculous to me because at the end of the day, you are, if you're into someone, you're, you're into them as a person. You know, if you're not attracted to them, then that's completely fair. But I don't think it has anything to do with height at all. Um, me, I'm not someone who, who cares about that. You know, whether my girlfriend is taller or if I'm shorter or whoever is taller, like it doesn't matter. You know, I've dated people who are, you know, mostly either my height or smaller. Um, but, you know, to be honest with you, it's not going to make the content of who you are. You know, I mean, the fact that you're short. Yeah, you're short. Well, own it. Be a short king. Be a short, you know, it, it doesn't... It doesn't dictate anything about who you are. It doesn't dictate anything about who you are. And you don't want to even be with someone who is so fake to not see you for who you are because of the height that you are. That is ridiculous. And, you know, I feel empathy for you. Setting time, I do feel empathy for you because I understand that the, the world is filled with a bunch of fake-ass people and they're fake and some of what they're saying and some of, you know, some of the conversations out there are completely wild and people are and will dismiss you because you're short. You know, um, you mentioned that you were bullied, every, you know, that you get bullied everywhere. I think that this is more of a case of, you know, how do you handle bullying? You really have to stand up for yourself and you have to understand that your height, first of all, it's not something that you even had control over. So do not beat yourself over something you don't have any control over because you're not loving yourself. And if you're not loving yourself, trust me, it's, it's true. Nobody will know how to love you. You have to know that, you know, your, your, oops, sorry. You have to know that your height doesn't dictate the person that you are. And you know, what kind of advice? I'm in my final year of high school and depressing being this short. Look, you have to own it. I understand it. Like four feet 10 is not tall. It's, it's short. Accept that. Accept that. You know, I used to have really bad body image issues when I was younger, when I was a younger self, you know, and I used to struggle with body image a lot and it had an impact on my health. And then I saw it and I realized that my body is really just a vessel for my soul, for my, the real person I am. And if I'm not loving my body, who else? Like, I need to love my body. I need to say thank you to my body for just existing and for being there. This is the same body that has gotten me through so much in life. Um, our bodies, like we literally mistreat them. We don't take care of them. I know for myself, you know, um, I don't always really take care of it the way that I should. You know, maybe sometimes I, it, it's kind of like we mistreat our bodies all the time, even in the way that we think about our bodies, even in the way that we treat our bodies, that we refer to our, our bodies. Like, you know, you're, you're mentioning that, you know, you're short, you're, that, that doesn't mean that, you know, what is preventing you from from loving yourself, you know? I think it's more of a pressure of, like, the outside, like, everybody else looking in or... And it must be hard. Like, I can sincerely, 
you know, imagine myself being you right now. And I know it, it must be hard, especially being a male who is four feet ten. I can understand that in this society of fake ass people, of 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 like, you know, fresh and fit podcast type people and of people who are fake as fuck and, you know, who won't accept anyone under a certain type of for these people, I'm like, please go to the sex shop and order yourself a sex doll. Get yourself a man or a sex doll the height that you want. And because what is this really about? You know, just know that you don't want these people in your life anyway. You don't want people who um, who don't who judge you, who don't judge, who judge your like. You know what I mean? You don't want these type of people anyway. So all these people that you that you think are bullying you, first of all, don't accept to be bullied. Do not accept to be bullied. I was also bullied. And you know what, what did it for me? What made the switch is when I started actually fighting back. I know it's not something that people necessarily always recommend. No, I'm going to tell you as someone who was bullied, you have to defend yourself. Don't take that shit. And I'm not saying, you know, don't go and, and, and do things that won't matter or hurt people physically or anything like that. I, I don't encourage you to do anything, you know, especially I'm not sure where you're from, if you're from the States. And, you know, I don't want to encourage anything, you know, bad. I don't want you to take it out in a negative way. Um, but you need to, to fight back somehow. You need to assert yourself you know, as like, no, like, I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not because truly, what are the arguments that anybody has when they are critiquing the way that you look? It's completely ridiculous. And that goes for everybody else who is criticized for the way that they look. They have no argument because who chose to look the way that we look like? Nobody. No, no, no one was able to do that. So you have to love yourself for who you are. You know, what people choose to consider handsome, beautiful, popular, attractive, whatever, that is not something that you can control. That doesn't mean that people do not see you as beautiful and handsome person that you are. You know, the right people, um, and I don't want to refer to you as like some niche, um, you know, type. Like it's it, it literally... You're perfect the way that you are, and everybody is perfect the way that they are. All, all the shapes are valid. All of the heights are valid. You know, I think that it does not testify for the, the quality of the person that you are. You know what I mean? Um, what's, what must be difficult, I'm sure, is really the perception of others, and that's a battle that you're definitely not alone in this quote-unquote battle. We all have to... You know, we all have to unfortunately be aware and of people's perceptions, but just know that you have to be rooted in yourself like a solid tree, like a tree that you are, like you have to be solid. And please know that your height does not define anything about yourself, okay, please? Literally, it does not define anything. If anything, it gives you it gives you the opportunity to, you know, go through this life with this life with this this baggage and there's nothing that that happens for no reason and by the way like it's not because you're four feet ten that like you know i think that it's a good 
if you feel bad for being four feet ten, like think about that. Like why? You know where that comes from. Maybe go to therapy. Therapy is always encouraged. But those are. This is pretty much my advice for you. Um, setting time. Ooh. Someone said, "Don't worry, man. It's nothing you can change. Just live your best life." Just be, just live your best life. Screw what other people think. Absolutely. There's not someone else said there's nothing you can do about it. Just be yourself and be kind. Good people don't care about it. But they will care if you're obnoxious about being short. They'll think you're compensating for the lack of height with attitude. It had I had met a short guy in a club one time trying to get my number. And when I declined because I'm a lesbian, lol. The first thing he said was, well, it's because I'm short, isn't it? And if it's a tall dude, you'll give them a chance. Well, you're not that pretty. I was stunned, lol. Bad people make fun of you, but don't let it get to you. As long as you know you're a good person, that's all that matters. Absolutely. People will find any reason to be mad at anything for whatever. You can't take that upon yourself. You really have to know yourself and know that you are perfect um, and you're deserving of everybody, what what everyone else is deserving of, you know? Ooh, okay, so 23 hours ago, 23 hours ago, this one seems like a, Ooh, this one seems like a, a heavy one. Okay, so this one, this one was posted 23 hours ago by V.F. Way. So V.F. Way. Boy, the, and the title is Boyfriend Gave Me a Pill and Lied About What It Was. My boyfriend, 27, and I, 20, are in the same friend circle. They think what he did was wrong, but that I should forgive him. So I want some outside opinions. First of all, the circle friend already is giving toxic, but whatever. Let's go on. Let's move on to what this, to what Vifway has to say. So I have been dating this guy for only a couple of months, but we have known each other longer and we moved fast. We liked each other a lot and I think we had and I think we have potential though I'm now rethinking it. We just got back from a vacation with some of our friends. The trip was great and we had a lot of fun except for this one terrible experience. We all went out one night and all of us drank every night. A couple of people came back to our rental with us. He started trying to hand me something and it was a pill. I asked him what it was, and his answer was a common opiate. I do drugs recreationally, occasionally. After a while, he started asking me how I, how I was feeling and if I was okay. After a few times of this, I got suspicious and started asking him why and started to get freaked out. He brought me into another room. He brought me into another room and told me not to be mad that, I was ex that it was ecstasy or molly. I went off on him like like bad. Ooh. Um, wow, okay. Um, 
I am anxiety prone and do not fuck with anything that increases my heart rate. I don't even drink energy drinks. I was beyond furious and the anxiety was instant. He wanted me to have fun and for us to have great sex. I told him I would never do ecstasy and he clearly knew that and and it, and it, that is why he lied to me. I told I told him that he totally abused my trust and that I would never accept anything from him again. We were pretty we were both pretty fucked up and fought for a while. I had to break into my emergency anxiety medication. All around all around terrible time and it ruined my trip. I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. He doesn't understand anxiety and what it's like. This was last weekend and I'm still mad at him. He is at the point where he is at the point where he thinks he has been punished enough and wants me to get over it. But I am having a really hard time with it. I wouldn't do that to someone I hated. Who does that? I don't see how this is any different than him or anyone else mishandling me a drink with drugs. Mm. I know I shouldn't. I know I I know I chose to do drugs, but I think it matters that I chose to do a specific drug and would not have if he was honest. Yeah. Listen, this person does not want your this person does not give a fuck about you. Because honestly, like honestly, I'm going to be honest, this is like risking like this person has has harmed you. This person that you call your boyfriend, boyfriend 27 hanging out, I just have a really bad feeling about this guy. Like, I don't think that it's okay that he, he, he literally, he literally drugged you without your consent. Like, that's not acceptable. Just point blank. It clearly is not acceptable. Um, there's nothing that anybody can say to try to make, you know, make it seem like it's not that. He gave you drugs and you didn't consent to them. And what's alarming is that this is someone who's supposed to like have, you know, if there's anyone who's supposed to give a fuck about your consent, it's like your boyfriend or your partner. So that's pretty alarming that he he would do something like that. I think you know that it's pretty bad. Um, you say you're in the same friend circle. They think what he did was wrong, but I should, I should forgive him. You don't have to forgive him. You do not have to forgive him. Like, I don't even know why you would want to be with someone like that in the first place. That is a deal breaker. I'm very sorry, F-way, VF-way. This is a deal break, deal break situation. Because this is putting you at harm. You know, as a joke, you said he wanted he wanted you both to have a good time and wanted you both to have great sex. That is implying that there was something lacking for you both to have a good time. What was lacking in the first place for you both to have a good time? That's one. And second, you know, he wanted you both to have great sex. Well, what is preventing you from having great great sex in the first place? Those are the questions that you want to, you know, ask in a, in a normal conversation. It's not something that um, can be provoked because he decided to give you drugs that you didn't consent to. Like, that's really bad. 
You know what I mean? It's it's very bad. Like I know for me, if this has if I were you, this would be like and you know, it's almost like have you ever tried ecstasy or Molly before? You know, I would say if you do drugs recreationally or if you have done Molly before, you know, and you Because I'm going to be honest with you, for example, if I'm with my girlfriend and she knows and she hands me a drink and maybe there's a little bit of Molly in there, uh, we're, you know, in the right setting or she gives me a little warning that it's a, a special drink or something, you know, it isn't, I give my consent to, to have it, you know, I give my consent to have it, but you need to have, you know, the consent of, and I know that you consented on doing drugs, but, you know, I think that you were not given the full information on what was in that what was in that in that glass and that could you know you definitely could have ended up in the hospital this could have been a life or death situation you know literally what you had was the opposite of what he wanted or what, and it doesn't matter what the fuck he wants it's just not fair to not give you that information it's you know, lie. It's like omitting to give you the information of what was in that, in that thing that, you know, the drugs that you, I am alarmed. Is it me? I'm just alarmed because listen, this does not seem like someone who, because I'm going to be honest, if he did, like, I would never, especially like, if you know, like, If you've never done these types of drugs before, Molly or anything like that, there's nothing that, like, what would he have done if you would have ended up at the hospital? If you would have had a bad reaction, a negative reaction, I'm happy that, you know, well, you kind of ended up having a negative reaction because you, you had to take your, 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 um, your, your pills, your panic attack pills, you know, to prevent anything else going further. I think it's a huge red flag and I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I don't think that this person wants anything good. Like I don't know what your relationship is based on, but this does not seem like someone I would want to be around. 23 hours ago someone replied, "This isn't just something you need to get over." Exactly. He manipulated and broke your trust into getting you to take something you never would have done otherwise. If this is a deal breaker and you don't think you'll ever see him differently, please tell him that. You deserve somebody who values and respects you. Absolutely. Someone else replied, so he prioritized his sexual desires over your bodily safety and autonomy. And he lied and manipulated you. He has got to go. Absolutely. He prioritized his sexual desires. And it's like, bro, who are you to even come to the conclusion that we would have better sex because you drugged me without my consent when you don't even know the effects that this drug has or potentially would have had. Like clearly I'm sure y'all didn't end up having sex at the end of the night after that shitty night that you had when he manipulated and tried to fucking drug you. What girl, please. Serious. Someone else replied, seriously, Opie is massive, massively underreacting. Yeah. Op, sorry. Oh, my God. I just ex exposed myself as someone who doesn't go on Reddit usually. I said Opie. Anyway. No, ma massively underreacting. 
It's Op's choice if she wants to do drugs. There are risks involved and the issue of the quality of the drug, let's face it, what people think is Molly often ends up being a tiny bit of that, but patented out with something else that is seriously dangerous. But it is her own choice that she can make herself. Yeah. Someone handing her a pill and lying about what it is removes any option for her to make a real decision. Honestly, Op was way too trusting in this scenario, and it is and it is a hard lesson to learn. Never ever take a pill a pill on the say so of someone else. If it is prescription, look at the packet. If it is recreational, check the symbols on the pill before you swallow it. However, that's good. That's a good uh, trick to check the symbols on the pill before you swallow it. However, she did nothing wrong here. And the fact that her boyfriend decided he wanted to drug her for sex, well, that's a word for that. Her boyfriend is not safe to be around and she needs to dump him as soon as possible. Literally, like um, literally, it's exactly that. Someone else replied, so he thinks their normal sex sucks? So many things to pick apart here. Also, if you want a good time with Molly, you have to be willing and ready for Molly. Exactly. You can't just give someone drugs in and then be like, hey, you just took drugs and expect them to have a good time. Exactly. It's so it's ridiculous. Like, was it his first time doing, doing drugs? Because like, that's not really how like it's not optimal. So I think you got your answer. I think that we're all here. We are all, uh, it's a hard no for me, your boyfriend. Um, you know, it's not someone you can be safe around. Clearly, this person is manipulative. And it's scary that you have an emotional connection with this guy because he really is able to manipulate you and don't listen to his fucking friends. Those are not your friends. Those those people, look, the word on on the street and on the internet and on Reddit is that we're all behind you here. We are all behind you, VFA. Fuck your fucking boyfriend. And um, she replied here. She said, she said, thanks, guys. I'm going to plan the breakup. I will probably end up losing some friends over it, though that sucks. Those are, they're not your fucking friends. Trust and believe. I am more your friend as a stranger than these friends. The, these Reddit people on the internet are more your friends than these people. Like, don't get it twisted. <laughs> Those are never your friends. They don't give a fuck. Um, clearly, they're, they're siding with, um, with your boyfriend for some reason. Don't listen to them. Get away. Get as far as possible. Run away as fast as you can. Run away as fast as you can. Like Ye said, run away, run away, run away. Sip, that's, that's what it is for me here. Hope you got your answer. Six hours ago, someone posted, throw away person, throw away posted, everyone thinks, thinks I'm gay and it's really annoying. So basically, literally everyone I know thinks I'm at least bi. I am not. I don't like men. I'm pretty sure I only like women. Everyone that gets to know me has at some point genuinely asked me if I'm gay. Like not even in a mocking way. I don't know how many times... A friend has jokingly mocked me for being gay, even 
for being gay and then some dude or gal i don't even know looks at me in the eyes and says something like but you actually but you're actually gay right it's getting annoying my girlfriend originally thought i was gay and basically told me she likes me because in a she likes me because in a straight gay dude because i'm a straight gay gay dude she said it in a much nicer and more respectful way but that is the gist of what she meant apart from me thinking i was gay i was gay she she's wonderful this post isn't, isn't about her but my friends literally everyone including my parents and extended family has asked me if i'm gay there's nothing wrong with being gay but i'm tired of being mocked for being gay well not mocked but you know how teenage boys are to their friends It would be fine if it wasn't just my friends thinking this, but literally everyone I've ever met, with few exceptions, thinks I'm bi or gay. I guess I act rather effeminate, and I've been told I look like a twink. It's fine to be gay, but I'm not. Look, you must not give a fuck about these people, okay, little Mr. Throwaway here. Don't listen. Don't give in to the pressure. Don't give a fuck about these people you know who you are you live things you know on your on your uh like you you shouldn't feel any pressure but i understand because listen it's possible that maybe this is the perception they have of you but it's not necessarily the truth it's not the truth and i know it's annoying Um, you need to be able to defend yourself and be like, look, my I'm able to navigate my sexuality on my own. I don't need a bunch of strangers that know nothing about me or my life, you know, dictate who I am. It's a journey. You know, it's not, don't feel pressured. If you know you're not gay and you like women or whatever, and if you don't know, that's fine as well. That is completely fine. You're never, you know, those are questions that people should should be asking them themselves like even throughout their whole entire lives it's it's a journey how can you expect to you know and it's annoying to to you know i can imagine it must be beyond annoying to have outside people give an opinion on things that they know nothing about and that's why you know being being a lesbian myself like i'm like i hate when people pressure other people to come out or that he should just tell us he's gay he they should just tell us this and that it's like no it's not your journey it's not it's not nobody else's journey but your own um so honestly like i really mean to say like fuck your parents and your extended family that is you know continually asking you you know or pressuring you you know try to Try to just protect yourself from that as much as you can. I know it's hard because if you're in an environment where everyone around you, you know, is coming up with that, um, if it's if it's if it's going to continue to happen, you need to be able to reply to these people and find a way to shut down the conversation. Because if it's going to become a pattern where you know, as you're mentioning on the in the post where. This is something that happens often in your life and people assume you're gay, whatever. Well, if I were you, I would expect that this is going to like continue to happen where people are not going to mind their business and people are going to continue 
asking you about it. It's like me and like kids and a boyfriend and if I'm if I'm married. You know what I mean? Like people asking me about these things. Well, look, I literally just disengage, you know, um, and I just don't embark in whatever conversations like it's none of your business. And it's none of people's business, your sexuality and who who you are and who cares? Who who cares? You can be everything and anything. You can be straight, you can be gay, you can be, you know, the way that you act does not define, like, it doesn't define your sexuality at all. You don't even have to, to label anything. I think the issue here is that it's making other people feel uncomfortable because they're, they're not, they want to label you, but there's a reason why they want to label you. People want to label people and label you suit in order to assert their position um, regarding that. You know what I mean? Because it would be easier for them to say, oh, this person's gay, or they want to say it, or they want to call you gay. They want to, because for them, it makes them feel good to know that you're gay somehow. You understand what type of losers that they are? You understand the kind of loot, like you understand that, right? You, we can under, it's like they have this life in front of them and they have the same 24 hours as everybody else, but they choose to press you about something that they have no control over that even you yourself, like you're just literally living your life like, um, and they're pressing you about that. You know, it's kind of like, it's annoying for sure. I can imagine it's absolutely annoying. Someone said, um, Huh, I wonder what they might be perceiving as gay. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is it that they're perceiving as gay? Like, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Someone said, I don't know why it's everyone's business which gender you want to fuck. Exactly. Yeah. Tell them that God must be gay. He is a male designer. <laughs> oh my God. It's a shaming tactic. Yeah. I'm sure it's a shaming tactic. It does feel like shaming tactic. The fact that they're all pressing you about it, wanting to know what the fuck you are. Like, bro, who the fuck cares? Like, how does that impact you? How does that impact anyone? You know, how does your sexuality impact anyone? other than the people you're in a relationship with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm also seeing this um, Reddit relationship advice with 8 million people. Let me join. Okay. So the first post, like, 20, 12 hours ago, 12 hours ago, my 25 year old okay so it's she, she's 25 years old and he's 26 years old okay so my boyfriend creates food displays for instagram then wastes all of it we've been together a year and i like him a lot i've always known him known he has a passion for cooking but what i didn't know until recently is that he doesn't actually eat most of the food he makes he has a growing Instagram following where he posts all the stuff he makes, but he doesn't eat it actually. He just throws it away. Wow. 
I mean, I guess I should have known something was up because the stuff he makes is way too much for one person. I asked him about it and he's just and he just said he likes cooking a lot, but actually but usually doesn't like the food he makes. His tastes are pretty simple. Oh my gosh, really? Some examples of what I'm talking about include him making a charcuterie board, which he threw all of which he threw all of after posting it, a rare type of lobster which he threw because he doesn't like seafood, and a big Thanksgiving display last year which he ate a, th a tenth of before throwing away. I grew up in a pretty low-income family, though I'm doing better now, so seeing this just makes me feel uneasy. He grew up and he grew up well off and still makes mul multiples of what I do. How can I help support him in his hob hobby while also not supporting the insane amount of food waste he's producing? This isn't a deal breaker in our relationship, but I can't help but feel uneasy about it. Is this more of a me problem? No, I don't. I mean, I think that you give a fuck about food waste and I think he doesn't give a fuck, you know? I think that he gives a fuck about the perception, but clearly, you know, he, he's like, he has a passion for cooking. I guess, you know, I'll give it to him, the fact that maybe he enjoys the process of cooking, but the fact that he doesn't eat his food is giving like he's scamming people on Instagram because what the fuck? Like you're actually going to post pictures on Instagram and want people to enjoy the food that you're making, but you don't enjoy the food that you yourself are making. And not only that, but you're throwing away the food. Like to me, like I want to say that like this is not, like maybe it wouldn't be a deal breaker, but I feel like in the long run, it could be a deal breaker because... Um, this person doesn't have any regard, doesn't give a fuck about the fact that he's wasting food. Like, that's a lot of food waste. You know what I mean? Um, that's literally crazy. Um, someone said, I have a friend who does this to promote his business, except he invites like four people over, cooks whatever it is he wants to showcase, and then has a little supper party after. Like, bro, why is he throwing the food away? Like, put the food in something, bring the food like to, to shelters, to a church, go outside, leave it. Like, find a way to... This is actually so ridiculous, the fact that he's like wasting so much food. Like, this is ridiculous. I think, I think you should come up with maybe a solution, right? Like, because what is preventing him from... Take, from taking the food, you know, freezing it or giving it away, like, because this is food. Like, people could still eat it, even if he doesn't like it. It's giving, like, his Instagram is, like, for the views. Um, maybe there's an elderly neighbor or a single mom or a lonely neighbor that would enjoy the food. Exactly. Like, literally, things are so fucking expensive. In 2023, he's going to waste the food. Is he fucking kidding? Some people are running out of, of food banks, like, tickets. Like, some people... Are you kidding me? Like... No, we live in Chicago, and he lives in a super high-end building. Okay, well, is there not people, other people who, who are hungry that you could give this to in Chicago? Like, please. This is ridiculous. Especially throwing away lobster. <sighs>
It's gross. It disrespects the animal whose life was seeking for a snapshot, and it certainly disrespects the people who are starving, both not far away from the high-end building, the sky he lives in, and around the world. Talking about superficial, vain, and wasteful. He's got it all. Literally. I hope that this person has lots of good qualities that you love, because like right now, it's looking like he should be thrown in the trash. To me, it would, like, be a deal-breaker. I'm sorry. Like, no. Because what the fuck? Like, you literally, like, who does that? You must be a fucking psychopath to waste food in 2023. The fuck? So this person is saying, my wife is lazy and contributes to nothing. This is a post by Sky is Blue 52. My, so he's 28 and his wife is 30. I have been married for a year and I'm really struggling to stay switched on in this marriage. She doesn't work and has no plans due to her saying, quote, work life isn't for me, end quote. So I pay everything towards the bill, rent, food and days out. Oh, and she loves planning days and holidays, planning everything when it involves me spending money. (laughs) And at the same time, she's dreaming of a second luxurious home as her deluded parents telling me to buy to buy a new home i'm barely making ends meet i can make my peace with this if she was a traditional housewife but 90 percent of the time i have to cook my own food or order takeout because she doesn't like to cook or clean well when she doesn't cook it's always made horrible because of the lack of effort i have tried to talk to her but she's super sensitive whenever i say anything she disagrees with she gets very defensive, followed by a river of tears. I'm really struggling. I need something back. I feel like a sugar daddy at this point. I need some contribution to anything in this marriage. She gets out of bed at 3 p.m. I'm very driven and I have high ambitions for my career, but she shows no interest and support in that at all. It's like she doesn't want to me. It's like she doesn't. It's like she doesn't want me to progress stay where I am, but still be able to take multiple holidays a year and afford a new big house. How do I approach this going forward? Am I asking for too much? Well, I think that maybe you both had preconceived ideas when you jumped into this marriage because basically she was expecting you to pay all the bills and provide for her financially while she does nothing. But you were also expecting her to like basically like, you know, cook meals for you, um, Because, you know, you're saying here that you can barely make your ends meet. And you said, oh, you could have made peace with it if she was a good housewife. But 90% of the time you have to cook your own food and you or you have to order takeout because she doesn't like to cook or clean. So that seems like a deal breaker to you. The fact that, you know, if she stays home all day and and does nothing. Listen, I can understand your perspective. Me, for me, the, the situation you're describing um, it's, it doesn't really seem very fair, you know, but I really want to know what made it that you decided to get married to this person or that you both decided to get married. Like, what is the marriage like based on? Because she doesn't seem to really value, like, it doesn't look like you have space to even be yourself or raise your your concerns with her. Um, I'm not sure if she's actually the way that you're, that you're portraying her to be, in the post, but I think it is telling that, you know, she would expect you to pay everything and to provide for financially. 
and that you expect her, you know, to, to be a, a good housewife. I think maybe you entered this wedding thinking that this would be different, but then you realize that, you know, she is her own person. Um, and as much as you give, she will take. Like, it sucks. Um, I think that you're already, like, not... Like, I didn't really read a single, like, positive thing about your marriage in your whole entire post. Um, it doesn't look like you're in love with this person. You've been married for a year. That's literally... Like a year, bro, like that's that's not much. I would be curious to know like how long have you been together before that? Like what is the marriage based on? Are you mad because she wants to spend more and do nothing and you cannot make ends meet? Or are you mad because she does nothing and like, but you wouldn't be mad if she would, be cleaning and cooking in the house like you would be okay with that but you just said that you couldn't make that you could barely make ends meet i think you have to be real about your finances i think you have to maybe stop selling an idea of your finances that is not the case because you don't have money like that to spend you know on a secondary home uh, like and, and whatever the hell her mom wants you don't have it and you need to be real You need to be real with her um, and with yourself as well. Because what are you doing? Like now you want to work more to make ends meet because your ego is hurt that you're, you cannot make ends meet the way that it is right now. Like um, she needs to be realistic about the amount of money you have. Like she needs to be in the loop of what is going on as well. Even if, you know, uh, and you also need to make it clear to her what do you expect from her i think it's fair you know it's a fair way because the way you're describing her this would not be cool with me if this was my wife you know what i mean like i'm not gonna come back home like if you're home on day just at least maintain the house in a way where it's livable and i don't have to take care of everything if if you're at home all day like i understand i would also assume that if my wife is at home and i'm working and i'm providing whatever like i would assume that maybe she would be involved in the in the home life because what else is she doing is she working does she have like a passion project or something like that it doesn't look like it it seems like she's just she doesn't do anything and keeps on asking you know if for example she had some sort of job a past a passion project that involves her you know being outside the home and you know, she's not able to necessarily clean all the time or cook. That's fair because she has something else that she's doing. And, you know, I can understand that people are busy. Maybe she would be busy. But the way you're describing it is that she does she doesn't do anything. And why do you tolerate it? Why do you tolerate that? Someone said, I'm no one to advocate divorce, but here we are. Yeah, literally. Someone said, how are these people getting married? Like, why would you marry someone who sucks <laughs> and expect them to be a completely different person the day after the wedding? Exactly. Someone said, how did you miss this behavior before you married? Exactly. Exactly. Someone said, first and foremost, use protection and do not have a baby. Facts. And then file a divorce. You can do it yourself. Serve the work 
this is crazy. Serve the work life is not for me as papers. Yeah, you got your answer. Yeah, so you've reached the end of this episode. Again, thank you very much for clicking. Um, and if you are one of the person who made the post, thanks for clicking on the link to my podcast. Um, I will definitely do more of these, although they are pretty challenging because I am constantly speaking English and my mouth is not designed for that. My mouth is designed for Franklish, okay? French and English together. So they are kind of demanding because like having to speak English the entire time is an effort for me. Um, whereas like my regular content, I just like switch back and forth. But I understand it's easier for people if I just speak, you know, one language. But so that's why I'm making an exception for these types of episodes for the for the um, the advice episodes. But yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the episode. If you have any questions, any email, if you need advice, if you have any questions on email, but if you have any, um, if you are seeking advice yourself, feel free to send me an email and I will leave you all to it. Hope you enjoy your day, your evening, your morning, your week. Don't forget to drink water. Don't forget to stay hydrated and um, love one another. Bye.